Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Royal Mars Hall. This is Sunday, February the 4th, 2024. This service was recorded on January 28th, the fourth Sunday after Epiphany. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lector is Janice Lasley. Thank you to an anonymous donor for sponsoring this week's broadcast. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to this fourth Sunday after Epiphany. Let us begin with confession and forgiveness. You'll find this on page 211 in the front of your hymnal. We will follow the service of the word. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things that we have done and things we have failed to do, and turn us again to you and uphold us by your Spirit so that we may live and serve you in the newness of life. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we're dead to sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. Let us sing our gathering song, songs of thankfulness and praise. Our service continues on page 213 with the Kyrie and Canticle praise, but let me offer this greeting. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Compassionate God, you gather the whole universe into your radiant presence and continually reveal your Son as our Savior. Bring wholeness to all that is broken and speak truth to us in our confession. And all creation will see and know your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Deuteronomy 18, verses 15 through 20. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You shall heed such a prophet. This is what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, If I hear the voice of the Lord my God any more, or ever again see this great fire, I will die. Then the Lord replied to me, They are right in what they have said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet, who shall speak to them everything that I command. Anyone who does not heed the words that the prophet shall speak in my name, I myself will hold accountable. But any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, or who presumes to speak in my name a word that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, 
that prophet shall die. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Congregation will read the bold print. Hallelujah. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright in the congregation. Great are your works, O Lord, pondered by all who delight in them. Majesty and splendor mark your deeds, and your righteousness endures forever. You cause your wonders to be remembered. You are gracious and full of compassion. You give food to those who fear you, remembering forever your covenant. You have shown your people the power of your works and giving them the lands of the nations. The works of your hands are faithfulness and justice. All of your precepts are sure. They stand fast forever and ever because they are done in truth and equity. You sent redemption to your people and commanded your covenant forever. Holy and awesome is your name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and all who practice this have a good understanding. God's praise endures forever. A reading from 1 Corinthians. Now concerning food sacrificed to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Anyone who claims to know something does not yet have the necessary knowledge, but anyone who loves God is known by him. Hence, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that no idol in the world really exists and that there is no God but one. Indeed, even though there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as in fact there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom, all, from whom are all things and for whom we exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. It is not everyone, however, who has this knowledge. Since some have become so accustomed to idols until now, they still think of the food they eat as food offered to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food will not bring us close to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat, or no better off if we do. But take care that this liberty of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if others see you, who possess knowledge, eating in the temple of, the, of an idol, might they not, since their conscience is weak, be encouraged to the point of eating food sacrificed to idols? So by your knowledge, those weak believers for whom Christ died are destroyed. But when you thus sin against members of your family and wound their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food is a cause of their, fa their falling, I will never eat meat, so that I may not cause one of them to fall. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. The Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. You may be seated for the reading of the Gospel. Jesus and his disciples from the shore of Galilee went up to Capernaum to the north. And when the Sabbath came, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. 
But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed. And they kept on asking one another, What is this? What is this? A new teaching with authority? What is this? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I'm going to invite the children to come forward and help me with a message this morning. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, about uh, our Sunday school lesson. I'm going to invite Sophia to hand out some letters. I may not have enough for everyone. This is a good thing. And so we're going to hand out these letters. Hang on to them. It's a little plastic tray and, or styrofoam tray. On the back, there's a letter. So we're going to hand those out amongst you all. And uh, wow, this is a good thing. So today, when we leave the sanctuary and we go to our classrooms, we're going to be hearing the same lesson that Pastor just read from the gospel, but we're going to hear it from the Spark Bible. And Jesus has made his way into a synagogue. Now, a synagogue is much like a church, but it's much more than that. And I learned this from our, super, our Sunday school superintendent. Gail, are you here? What an excellent, wherever you, there you are. What an excellent background that she's even given pastor. You know, the synagogue was also the hospital. It was the center of the village. It was where information was passed. It was also the place in which we would seek forgiveness for our sins. It was a place that we would, that we would go to hear and praise and praise God. And, I, you know, it got me thinking, Gail. I remember I was born at Mercy Hospital in Janesville, Wisconsin. I remember going to school at UW-Eau Claire, and I hyperventilated over an examination. I'm going to tell you, don't ever do that. It's no fun. Breathing in a paper bag in the ER and my mom and dad getting the bill after that. And it was Sacred Heart Hospital. I remember going to the Twin Cities and uh, there we had St. Luke's. And coming to Cedar Rapids and having Mercy Hospital in St. Luke's. Often the church, whether it was Lutheran, Catholic, Methodist, many of these churches came together and created hospitals. Some of the first hospitals in the United States were started by churches. Okay. So I got off course a little bit. You're holding, these, um, you're holding these letters. You're holding a heart up. I want you to share them with the congregation. If you could kind of just show them. And uh, I want you, you can kind of see the letters are all over. Some of them are even a little bit upside down. <laughs> and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I, there's two things I want to share with you. Jesus came to give a gift from God to us. And uh, we receive this gift at our baptism. It is the gift of faith. It is the gift of faith. 
And then we are given the power of God. We are given the gift of the power of God. And I'm going to ask the congregation, as you hold that up, can you congregate? We've got a lot of wordle people here. Um, what is the power that God gives us from those letters? Can you put it together? Any wordle people out there? Oh my gosh, these are high achievers. <laughs> Faith and love. Okay, so the power is love. And the gift is faith to use that power that God gives us. And so, uh, Sophia, let's kind of help the students. We're going to kind of get you in order. Instead of being a, a hiautaviel, <laughs> let's go ahead and let's see if we can spell a word. And we're going to start with Jordan. And Jordan, can you come over here and stand right here? And hold your tray real high in the... Jordan, come on. You can do it. Pastor's over here. Just stand right here. You get to be the first. Come on over here. They're all going to stand up. You come. It's okay. I'm having a rough day already. You want to hold your sign way up high above your head. Very good. Turn to the congregation. Sophia, who's next? Stay... No, Jordan, stay here. Nora, I think you need to join her. Will you stand right next to her? Hold your sign above your head. I know it gets heavy after a while. Where do we go from here? Oh, I think we need Boston, don't we? Boston, you want to come stand next to Nora. How are we doing? Who should we get next? All right. Hannah's up. Okay. Or Madeline. Madeline, I'm sorry. Who's, who, who would want to get next? Nikki. Someone said Nikki. Nikki, go ahead. Come here. Now, I want you to put your, yep, no, over here. Yep, right here, Nikki. There you go. Hold your sign high above your head. Congregation, what does that say? Faith. Faith. Turn around and show the rest of you. See, these letters really meant something. It's backwards. I love it. Connor, that would only come from you. That's awesome. Now I need, a, I need someone who has a heart right here. Turn back and face the congregation. Anybody got a heart? Two hearts. I want two hearts right here. Okay, let's see if the next group can figure it out. The, so faith is the gift, the seed that has been planted in us. The power that we get from God is God's love. Can we spell love? Go for it. Yep, you know. Who's next? All right, and who's after that? All right, and who's after that? All right. Congregation, what does this spell? Hold it up high. Love. Faith and love really gives us hope in the world, right? The rest of you stand up and shout faith and hope. You ready? One, two, three. Faith, hope, and love. Pastor's having a hard time, Connor. I told you. Well, let us, let us have a prayer. Shall we do this? Oh, my gosh. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of faith and the power of love that you pour out into us through Jesus Christ that gives us hope to live for you all our tomorrows, both now and eternal. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to keep those because we're going to see these signs and these hearts during our journey in Lent. So if you'll give it back to Sophia Moyne. Wow.
Maybe we should just stop there. <laughs> well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, in, in many ways, I was too quick to take the star down when, when the uh, decorating committee came. We should almost have it up there during the season of Epiphany to remember that the star revealed who Jesus was. You remember the wise men coming from the Orient, from far east, and coming and bearing those wonderful gifts. And so we find ourselves still in this time of Epiphany, this season of revealing God's Son. And Jesus comes at the very beginning of Mark's Gospel. Mark does not mince words. I mean, right off the get-go, we are on our way to Jerusalem, but we're going to go the long way, and we're going to go up to the Sea of Galilee. We're all going to go all the way up to Capernaum. But the beginning of the good news in, in Mark's gospel of Jesus Christ is, here is the Son of God. The good news gospel is the Son of God, who is Jesus, has come. But Jesus is not recognized as such, at least not in the beginning. Last week's gospel introduces Jesus after John was arrested. And it's Jesus saying in Galilee, the time has come. God is here. Look at this first slide from Mark 1, 14 through 15. I heard we might be getting a new projector and screen, so we're testing this out. It's, it's one of the things that's kind of on our list that we'd like to do. So this is from last week's gospel, and I wanted to hit this and just say, the time is fulfilled. Jesus shares these words. When John the Baptist came, he said, the one coming after me, I cannot bow down and untie the thong of his sandals, but it is near. And it's time to repent. Well, he's arrested, and we know what happens to John the baptizer. And Jesus comes after he's arrested and says, the time has been filled. And then he says, the kingdom of God has come. The kingdom of God has come. The time spoke by the prophets of the old and Emmanuel coming to us is here, Jesus proclaims, as John had, repent and believe, God has come. We'll go to the next slide. We leave this scene where we were at the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus, who is God in the flesh, invites his first disciples to follow him. Amazingly, they answer the call. You know, from last week's gospel, and you know, you got Philip and Nathaniel, you got John, you got James, and they're fishermen, and they just drop their nets. I think it's amazing. They don't know who Jesus is at this point, but they know something is up, and they drop what they're doing, and they leave Dad. That would have been hard for me. Dad, I've got a better call. There's no money involved, but I'm going. What do you mean? What about our business that we've worked so hard? And they go. Now, one might believe that Jesus' disciples were men of great faith. This wasn't so. In meeting Jesus for the first time, these disciples, who were fishermen, were very much like us. They had to grow in their faith. In fact, 
We are not told whether or not they knew Jesus was, except Philip had shared with Nathanael, I believe this is the one that the prophet spoke of. Didn't use the word Messiah. And from the Sea of Galilee, Mark makes his way with Jesus up to Capernaum, the furthest point north. And Jesus would travel with his disciples, and while he's here, Jesus enters, of all places, the synagogue. It's the first thing that he does once they arrive in Capernaum. And while he's here, Jesus enters the temple, and he begins to teach with such great authority. Can you see him taking the scroll and unrolling it and starting to teach in front? And he's teaching with authority, not like the scribes. He's speaking as if he spoke that original word. So we're still not aware if the early disciples knew who Jesus was. So we go to this next slide. Look at this with today's gospel snippet. What's interesting is our disciples at this point have not really understood who Jesus was. But who who does? Who does? The unclean spirit. The things that are evil. Satan. The unclean spirit. They know exactly who Jesus is. And the spirit is crying out in this man. This man has gone to the hospital, has gone to the temple, hoping to get some good news to be relieved of this unclean spirit in him. And the spirit calls out when he sees Jesus who is the Son of God. The unclean spirit, the demon, the evil spirits ruled by Satan, they work to tempt all of us to sin and fall short of God. These evil spirits fear Jesus. Why? When confronted by Jesus, they lose their power. Christ's power and authority overcomes them. In this case, the unclean spirit in the man who had come to the temple to find solace recognizes Jesus, not the man, the unclean spirit, and cried out, what have you to do with us, plural, us, speaking of all the unclean spirits, you who are Jesus of Nazareth, is your plan to destroy us? And then this unclean spirit says, I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. And then Jesus says, be silent. Come out of him. And it was so. Who is this man? Questions were now being asked in their hearts. Who is this man? who speaks with such authority and commands even the unclean spirits to come out. It was certainly on the hearts and the minds of the disciples and all the others. And they don't know, really. What we do know is God's power is at work in Jesus Christ, the Holy One of God. And so we go to the next slide. God's power... Jesus of Nazareth, they know that he's come from there, but they know that he is the Son of God and that God's power is love. Let's go to the next slide. God's power 
is in Christ. God's power is love. All God's love has come to us in Jesus through his life, his death, and resurrection. We have access of this power in the name of Jesus Christ. And it is through faith we can access this power that turns evil away. Sparked by the Holy Spirit that helps us with our faith. So the disciples at this point, not knowing who Jesus is, are left with many questions and amazed. But we do. As Easter people, we know that through Jesus Christ, we are forgiven our sins. And the Holy Spirit helps us so that we can let go of the past and to know that we are loved by God who comes to us and through his Son destroyed the power of sin and death. The good news begins with Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Life eternal, world without end, God's love and power. The beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. And this power is found in the name of Jesus Christ. And so let me wrap up with this. We were given the gift of faith. It was planted in us at our baptism. It has been growing and been nurtured and moving along in our lives. Sometimes that faith stays dormant for a while. Sometimes it grows quickly and other times it wanes. But it's always there and it's the Holy Spirit that helps us draw forward in growing that faith. And here's the other thing. You have the gift of God's power that will turn evil spirits and sin and the devil and all those things that are trying to destroy us will flee in the name of Jesus Christ. You have that power. If you are struggling like I do, Go ahead and say, get behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ. You have that kind of power in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is, and we all struggle, I know I do. But we have a God who loves us, who calls us by name, and wants nothing bad to happen to us. And when bad things do happen... God is there in the midst. Jesus did not run from the cross. He went directly to the cross and died for us. And God raised him from the, from the dead so that when we die, and yes, we will die, we will be raised to new life with Christ, world without sin. God loves you so much. He's given you that much power. If you want to hit back, don't. If you want to cry, do. But know that Christ is with you always. Faith, love, gives us hope. The gospel of our Lord. Our service continues on page 213 in the front of your hymnal. I invite the congregation to rise as we share the affirmation of our faith in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. 
I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord give you the power of his love that all you have to do is say, get behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus and bring healing and wholeness and peace to all of us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. You are God's beloved. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.